1: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey guys, welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. Uh, Glad to have you here. We are getting off the turkey train momentarily on this episode, and we're talking about some food plot stuff. Thinking more deer-focused. Yeah, we're doing turkeys. We are done, but we're going to touch and Nah, that's true, yeah. And it's not over. We're still going to nibble a little bit on turkey hunting here and there just, just, for the next couple episodes. Bit. So, sorry if you hate turkeys, but you're welcome if you like turkey hunting. Because I don't think everybody agrees with us on like the, the fuck turkeys thing.
2: Yeah. no, nah, I think a lot of people like
1: I don't fully mean it. Just It's funny when Eric's here yeah. to do it. But anyway, uh, so uh, announcements. Podcast is still June 12th for everyone asking. You don't need to register in advance. You just show up and register uh, there. Um, the after party starts at... Just after you leave the shoot, go to Jigs' Tavern and Alexis. Yeah. There's going to be some live music there. Um, it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a real great time. Um, what else? Other announcements? Really, that's it right now. We have some stuff brewing that is going to come out here, and we're still working on our new studio. Yep. Um, that's going to be awesome. We got, I mean, not a whole lot of work. No, we, we've been doing work. Yeah. We're actually... After we do this intro, we've already recorded the episode. We're going to go work on it and do a re- uh, recording at the bar at our new studio. I'm excited? That'll be fun. It will be. Well, it'll be kind of the first official podcast at the building, but not in the studio. And our security cameras are going off at the studio. So that must mean oh, Eric just walked Eric in the showed door up already. Uh, we have security cameras. And we hired security. So yeah. they hang out there. Um, Watch out. The podcast is presented by HHA Sports. Um, absolutely love our HHAs we get a lot of questions on going from a multi pin site to a single pin site. Personally, for me, the transition wasn't hard because it brings up clarity when you're aiming. I like that a lot better. I like the dependability of HHA products that back it with a lifetime warranty mm-hmm. and uh Midwestern Wisconsin, proud um, HHA sports.com. And when you can use code WCB 15 to get yourself into a new site rest or stabilizer setup. um, also, Scent Crusher. I am really on the studio floor right now. Is my roller bag? I'm using that as my luggage for our Wyoming bear hunt trip next week. So that's smart. Everything. I'm I'm putting all my Huntworth Camo in there, getting it all off to one side, and then I'm packing my backpack. Um, I have a tree stand, Badlands backpack. I'm packing everything in there that I need and stuffing that inside the roller bag and zipping it up. And that's what I'm going to take.
2: Do you really so, need that many other clothes?
1: Not really. It's a little weird there. Like, I have some of the heavyweight Huntworth stuff to go uh, when it gets cold in the afternoon when you're hunting and then in the mornings and at night. Um, And then it kind of gets warm during the day. But it works out good. Like, that roller bag is so durable, and it's got wheels-like luggage, and you can fit so much in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, just think, I have all my hunting clothes, my pack, my safety harness, um, my sleeping bag's in there, and I still have room. Nice. I could get inside that thing and you could zip it up and roll me around and if you had to. So uh save you a ticket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be horrifying. Um so kind of like a two in one plug there is the uh the scent crusher roller bag and Huntworth. Um which is great about what's great about Huntworth, I'm disarming the security cameras that are going off like crazy. It, their stuff is super reasonably priced mm-hmm. and you can get it about anywhere. Like our Farm King has it, I believe Farm and Fleet carries it. Um, they have two awesome paten, patterns. Um, Tarnan is one. Um, let me grab the – like, they're, glo- they're known for their gloves. Let me grab them. Hold on.
2: I haven't seen these bad boys yet. Oh, I, I saw Eric's. Uh, okay. He had a, he wore that turkey hunting, Uh The Huntworth.
1: Yeah, he had – I actually – that was, like, shipped to us. I was like, ah, it fits Eric better. He has less of a beer belly. Yeah, this is the uh, some of their gloves. They have like lightweight, midweight, heavyweight, everything. Um, but these are all in disruption. They're one of their patterns, which is more of like a digital look pattern. I like them both. I like disruption and Tarnan. I'll probably wear like a mixture of the two. Actually, um, kind of break up the the different stuff. But
2: I like it. Looks good.
1: Got base layers. I'm set. And it really, it only takes up a very small amount of that sin crusher roller bag. So it's kind of a great, great setup. And it's just good-looking stuff, too, especially for the price. Like, you can be into top-notch camo for, like, I hate the term working-class budget, but you can get into it for not a lot of money at all. I look good, feel good. Uh, that, that's exactly right. Um, also, Big Time is one of our proud partners. They are title-sponsoring the shoot, actually, and title-sponsoring the after-party. Um, I feel guilty. I, I don't feel guilty because it's not my fault, but I had some things happen in my life and I haven't been able to do the spring plots that I want. Yeah. Um but I'm working on getting in I'm, I'm at least going to try and get some clover out. I really really wanted to get borderline out, but I'm I'll I'll still probably plan it won't get as tall as I want I don't think, but if I, after the bear hunt if I can get to it I think I can get it in in time. I think I think you would be good. You think so? Yeah. I hope. Mine's, but doesn't hurt to try. either. I still have plans on doing like some working class food plot videos showing how you can do it for cheap. Yeah. I've been mowing one of the food plots with my zero turn. There you go. So you can, however you got to yeah, you know. make it work, you uh, you got to make it work. Big time has a code, everything on their store, except for the soil sample tests or soil test kits. Uh, WCB 2021 uh, podcast also brought to you by Rogue Ridge and the grind turkey calls and decoys. The Rogue Ridge, man, I wish I could take it to Wyoming with me, but I don't know if I really want to roll that baby on a plane. Uh, we're just passing by one <laughs> on horses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, Losers. A bear thing. I'm some sort of animal and just maul me down. <laughs> oh, I could probably. I could out. I could jump over a bear on my Rogue Ridge there you and go. get away. Um, Rogue Ridge is those things are fun. Yeah. I, ha- I had a couple of listeners messaging me about them. I think they're starting to think about them coming into the summer and then into the fall, and maybe trying to justify to their old ladies I'm like, yeah, instead of buying a four wheeler, I wanted to buy one of those like scent free, quiet. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you and honestly, they're fun. Yeah. You know, I think people forget that part of it. It's a damn good time. You can pedal it like a bike. Yeah. If you need to work out right around jumping around like I do. I don't know. I beat the shit out of that thing. Yeah. I've,
2: I've seen it firsthand.
1: I think Rogue Ridge probably low key is like, hey, you know, don't do that. Yeah. Take it easy. They haven't said anything. But, <laughs> but I think if we keep doing photo shoots and me trying to jump the thing and snap it in half. Because every time there's a the camera, you're like, hey, watch this. <laughs> hey, get that thing out. <laughs> like three foot of air that time. Uh, I don't know. They don't, they haven't said anything. I don't think they Hey, yeah, you put it to the test. Hey, that's what wh- that's what they're working. to us for, right? Yeah. Um also Old Barn Taxidermy man and a huge shout out to everybody at Old Barn Taxidermy. Um I just picked up my bear which is just mind-blowing. And I almost feel a little bad that I picked up my bear the same time I picked up my dad's last buck that he shot last fall. Yeah. Because it's not that anything is wrong with the bear, but it's like a they did a tribute To my old man, to Papa Dave, on the buck. Like, they put a canvas photo of my dad with the buck on the back of the wall pedestal. And I'm not kidding. The shoulder mount is one of the most beautiful shoulder mounts that I've ever seen. It's killer. It is mind-blowing. I mean, it helps that the buck has, like, an early-season cape. Yeah. um, Because my dad shot it October 8th or October 9th. Still, though. But it is, dude, the work is, it's insane. It's insane. To me, it is mind-blowing that people that are local to our area or, like, within dr- a couple-hour driving distance to Old Barn, it blows my mind that people still think that they can save money by going to another taxiderm. Like, it kind of upsets me a little bit. From the experiences yeah, we have with, like, how true. good the quality is, the price is not bad. You're mid-500s for a top-notch shoulder mount. And, like, uh, the, the time you get it back, too. Yeah, the time you get it back, it's you're not going to wait three, four years. Mm-hmm. You just You just won't. Like it's the most efficiently ran taxidermy. I'm confident in saying that it has to be the most yeah, efficiently yeah. ran taxidermy business. There is. You gotta be right. I walked Sam has shown me like all the stuff they change at the taxidermy shop. They have a monitor that comes up that has like their hit list for the week of what they need to get mounted under each person's name. Like the oh, finishers really? and the taxidermy game. Yeah. Damn. Like I walked in there. Your mom's buck was getting mounted. Um, Casey Thompson, a WCB member, her buck is in there Got the assembly on the line there. It's insane how efficient it is. Uh, so, if that interests you, check out Old Barn Taxidermy. I promise you will not be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at it as a tattoo. Don't waste your money on shitty tattoos and don't waste your money on shitty taxidermy. You spend all your money on everything else for hunting. Yeah. Don't quit it out on taxidermy because, you know. Yeah, don't be licking on the wall later on like, fuck. Yeah. Don't, God damn. It's embarrassing, too. Yeah. Uh, Old Barn Taxidermy. Absolutely love them. Um, Gator Outdoors. Wade's actually going to be on the bear hunt with us, the owner of Gator. Oh, He's yeah. going to be on the second, well, the last week of Bear Camp. So there'll be a lot of Gator Outdoors photos. Lifestyle be, brand, just good people in general. they
2: will be at the shoot, too, the dick.
1: He has. So I think they're setting up a Gator Outdoors tent at the shoot. Yeah. so Better. But they got, you can go to GatorOutdoors.com and use code WCB25 and save some money. Um, also, lead archery. I have a remedy sitting here, and I haven't been able to set it up. Um, so I'm taking my cure, uh, which is completely okay. Yeah. It's already dialed in. I just didn't want to get cut short on time and feel unprepared.
2: Yeah, like rush, tighten it in.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I want it to be nice. But Pristine. I should have that thing going for the shoot, I hope, anyway. Um, I'm trying to get mine
2: ready for the shoot, too. Yeah. I'd like, to, I'd like to have it ready.
1: Yeah, you should have that thing rocking by now, but it's it all ease good. what it is. Uh, we got some big news coming with Elite here in the next month or so. Some exciting stuff coming down the line. Super thankful for that partnership. And uh, new to our partners, uh, spy point cameras, and... Um, Woo. I, I'm dude. I'm I'm excited for this one. There's some cool oh, yeah. stuff. They're willing to work with us. They're stepping some things up on the spy point side. Uh, we're most familiar with the CellLink Link um, product from them. Basically, you buy a unit that attaches to any trail cam- camera you have, and it plugs in the SD slot yep. and it turns any regular trail camera camera into a cellular camera. That's nuts. Um, and a lot. I know some people have issues with them. Some people don't. I recommend use good batteries like lithium batteries and then make sure your camera like firmware or software, whatever on your on your selling unit and your camera is all updated and you shouldn't have any issues. Hmm. I ran six this year with no hiccups. Um, I ran the Verizon and where I'm at, that's the best. Yeah, Um, I think that in my experience, it's the best. Yeah. So um, I had no issues. So maybe if you ever did have an issue with one of those, maybe see, make sure all that's up to date. Um, and they're working on uh, stepping up all their customer service and everything, too.
2: Do you think service would be I don't know,
1: available everywhere? It's like 2021, man. Like worldwide Wi-Fi? Yeah. It should be. Like, Come on. It should be. I don't know. What do you do? We're getting there. Whatever. Um, a <laughs> couple of things. Doug, I know you have a veteran shout-out. Um, and okay. sorry if we're getting rambly here. Um, but I wanted to read something quick before you do the veteran shout-out. Okay. Um, I had somebody – Write this in. I'm going to just read it as it was sent to me um, because I don't know this person, but I want to at least give this guy a shout out. So Adam Hudson wrote in, uh, hey, fellas, not sure if y'all can give this a shout out or not. Um, If not, I understand. Tyler Carroll is a guy from my area and was on his way home to Charleston, West Virginia, when he witnessed a pretty bad crash. He pulled over to help. And when he got out of his vehicle, he was struck by another vehicle traveling at highway speed. Um he's in the hospital and has to go through multiple operations and blood transfusion. Uh Tyler's a pipe fitter and an outdoorsman. If y'all would like to know more, um oh there is a Facebook page with a GoFundMe for medical expenses. Okay, I'll see if I can find that and link that into the description of the episode. Um but if not, Adam Hudson on Instagram has that information, but man, it just sucks to hear that he's trying yeah. to do something good and that's insane. Well, ho- hopefully you're pulling through okay, Tyler, and we are wishing for a speedy recovery for you, man. That's crazy. You hate to hear good people get hurt like that, man. But, okay, I'll I'll try and find that GoFundMe and link it in so everybody can find that they want to contribute to that. Anyway, hope you're doing okay. I
2: yeah, hope he does. hope he pulls out.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he will. Sounds like a tough bastard anyway. So
2: <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you know? Uh, this veteran shout-out is brought to you by Operation HHA USA. Uh, check them out. They should be having shoots coming up here soon.
1: Probably starting. They're going already, yeah, they're man. going already. You got to get to one, though. I know. I am I was thinking about that. I'm like, oh, the world's caving in on us. We yeah. got to get, get something figured <laughs> we'll out. We'll make it work. We've been saying that for like yeah. six weeks.
2: I know. Uh, this is submitted by Courtney Jones, and the veteran is uh, Jordan Jones. He's in the U.S. Army. Says, my husband is a huge fan of the show and listens to it regularly. There isn't very many car rides anymore that doesn't involve the show. He served in the army for almost five years and deployed twice in Afghanistan. Now home, he works for our local sheriff's office as a K nine officer and teaches Dare to elementary kids. There isn't very many car rides anymore that doesn't involve the show. He loves to bow hunt and chase spring gobblers. So uh, thanks for spending that, Courtney, and thanks for your service, Jordan. Hopefully,
1: thanks, Jordan. He smacked a gobbler. I love that. Like She's probably low key rolling her eyes at us because she has to listen to our asses <laughs> talk in the car. Hopefully hopefully
2: this one gets played a lot Just because you can hear his name again Just repeat this one Yeah, just put it on repeat You'll be fine This will be your favorite episode (laughs) Awesome, thanks for your service, man Yeah, thank you for your service, Jordan And uh, good luck this upcoming season
1: Getting ready to transfer into Whitetail stuff here But this is Food Plot related We hope you enjoy We're going to quit rambling And let you get to your episode of enjoyment Thank you for for the support Give me another beer, Doug
0: One, (laughs) two, three, (laughs) five One, two, three all
1: right here we are we have lincoln roan on the phone with us uh what's going on man
0: hey we're just uh just waiting on uh on the podcast you're ready to go
1: yeah we appreciate you doing this we met at the iowa classic right Mm mm-hmm
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. The Iowa Deer Classic. Yeah, we had booth right across the aisle.
1: Yeah, which is cool. Um, Sorry that you had to witness our shenanigans all weekend (laughs) and put up with our shit too. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I say, typically,
1: I'm like, man, I feel bad for our booth neighbors at most shows because we're kind (laughs) of we can get rowdy. I don't know. It depends.
0: Uh, you guys were good. It was fun. It was cool to have you across from us.
1: Yeah, so it worked out. We're like, hey, exchange numbers and talked a little bit. And like, well, let's get a podcast done. And, and here we are yeah. a few months later. And um, so, man, t- talk about Packer Max and kind of just build up like how you got into the industry or the food plot industry or implement industry, whatever you consider it to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it kind of started out. Um, You know, I've been obviously planting food plots of my own, you know, on our own property for you know a little over 20 years. I'm a little bit older than you guys, but uh, we won't go there. (laughs) Yeah, we won't talk um, about
1: that. Yeah,
0: right, right. So, but you know, so so basically, it was a a whole system of trial and error and learning. You know, throughout that that uh, throughout that probably decade of uh, planning food plots on our own and you know I learned a lot along the way and we've became you know kind of we went from from deer hunters to deer managers through that whole process mm-hmm. and you know we're 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 doing habitat projects and you know and expanding food plots and and just trying to get better at it and you know for for herd nutrition for growing you know bigger deer because who doesn't like that mm-hmm. and um, you know, and, and so, um, uh, we were planning food plots and, and learning along the way. We, we started kind of driving over, you know, we'd seed our food plots. Um, and then we would end up driving over them with tractor tires and, that wasn't quite good, and then we ended up buying a lawn roller, and and that wasn't quite yeah. getting
1: the it The old chain link fence trick sometimes I've seen or I've used. Yeah, oh,
0: yep, yeah. yeah. bed spring, you know, whatever, <laughs> or, a, or a, a pallet, you know, right? Hack uh, a
3: harrow section off and use that. Yep,
0: yeah. I like yeah, the, I like know, the I mean, bed spring. <laughs> yeah, you know, you burn a bed spring and and or you burn a mattress and use the bed spring, you <laughs> know, and uh, so so that wasn't quite good, and then we I ended up finding this uh, the Packer Max. Um, online and just kind of stumbled on it. We were looking for a cultivator, and I thought, you know, those are, those are pretty cool. You know, you, you fill them with water, and you get your weight, and uh, so I ended up buying one and uh, absolutely loved it. It was a game-changer for our food plot program. Um, you know, you get better germination rates, you know, better seed-to-soil contact, just an overall better-performing food plot uh, when you use a call packer, I mean, there's a reason farmers have been using these things for generations. That's because they work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, and I love the fact you could drain it out and move it around, you know, you fill it with water to get your weight. And um so we so ended up buying that. And uh, I have a, a deer hunting group here in Michigan. It's called Michigan Deer Hunters Let Them Go and Let Them Grow. And that's a, a Facebook group. We have about 30,000 members. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had, we had some big events and the previous owner reached out to me and, uh, donated a couple of these things to our, to our events. And, uh, so, so through that process, I got to know him pretty well
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, you know, was pretty interested in his business and whatnot. And, uh, I thought it was pretty cool. He's doing something he loved. And, um, he reached out to me one day and said, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about selling my company. Would you uh, care if I... Posted it for sale on your, you know, on your Facebook page, and I'm like, well, you know, hold on a minute, let's talk about this. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, so I, I'm not smart enough to invent the product, but I'm smart enough to know a good product when I see it, and I bought the company. So,
1: very cool, awesome, um,
0: you know. And so, um, so through that process, you know, we kind of I call it my Shark Tank deal.
1: Um, <laughs> there you go, know, kind of is, yeah,
0: right. You know, so we we kind of, you know, we did a financing thing through, you know, with each other. And you know, we paid a royalty type of deal till the business was paid off. And and um, you know, we took it, and he hadn't done much with it at all. And but I again, I knew it was a great product, and uh, so we started, you know, we started the process of you know, the building the Facebook, building the Instagram, uh, building all the marketing the brand. stuff,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, you know, and 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 at the same time, you know, trying to trying to you know. Get it out there, get it sold, get it, you know, get it shipped. That's the other nice thing about these is we, you know, we can ship them right to your doorstep.
3: Yeah, that's um, awesome.
0: Yeah, which is huge for, you know, a call to pack because obviously the cast iron ones, you're not shipping anymore. <laughs> right.
1: so. Yeah, that Amazon's not
3: dropping off yeah. dropping <laughs> unless, off. You four, unless you get a fork, unless you get a fork truck at your house.
0: <laughs> right, 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 exactly. So, uh, so anyway, so we bought the company and it kind of the rest is history and, you know, and we've, we've, we've grown every single year. Uh, I bought it three years ago uh, our first year you know we did uh maybe maybe 150 units and I was doing it part-time at the time uh, I still had a you know a career and uh, I was an operations manager at a small company in Grand Rapids Michigan and um and then through a chain of events uh I ended up losing my job and it seemed you know it was tough a tough blow at that time but mm-hmm. You know there's that silver lining and I've, I've always wanted to own my own business and i just decided you know what you know we're going to take this thing and run with it and uh so i started you know full-time doing it full-time and you know the following year um you know we did 400 and then you know, last year even through covid we did 850 and we're on track to uh to to probably triple that this year
3: wow so, that's awesome man congrats yeah, good for you
0: thank you Thank you. So, you know, it's, it's been a cool, it's been a cool process. You know, I, I you know, the old scenario, you know, if, if you love what you do, you're never going to work a day in your life. And, um, you know, it, that is true to some degree, but I mean, owning a company, obviously you're in kind of in control of your own destiny, so to speak. And, yep. um, you know, it's a lot of work and hmm. um, there's, it's a whole different kind of stress though. You're, you know, you're, it's, it's just, it's I can't even explain to you. It's it's just a different stress than than when you're in a company situation. And you have a boss that's just you know dragging on you or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah. you know, also too like to everybody in
1: so. a corporate situation, it's you're kind of guaranteed checks in a way. Yes. Whereas yes. <laughs> when you work for yourself, it's like your hustle now gets you paid for later down the road. Mm-hmm. It's not like that yep. paycheck on Friday type difference. Yep.
0: Yep. You are 100% correct. And, and, you know, and through that process, you know, that security of having that check every week, uh, when all of a sudden that disappears and, you know, my wife was completely not on board with doing this because, you know, <laughs> they need that security and, and, <laughs> right. you know, and I said, well, how secure is it when you, you know, you lose your job after 15 years, you know, so. Right. Good point. So, she just wants you to know, keep so that sugar again, daddy around, so you know. So, you know? what's that
1: she needs to keep that sugar daddy around you know what i mean right
0: right exactly so <laughs> so, so we you know here we are we you know we've, we've 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 been busting it and um we've grown it into into uh you know a, a legitimate company that is uh getting to be you know recognized around and you know and you know we like you said we were at the deer classic together and you know and besides you guys you know, have with all the celebrities in your booth, <laughs> you know, Easy. You, 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 saw, it. we had, we had a pretty steady flow of, of, you know, big names coming through our booth, you yeah. know, um, talking to us. And, you know, when Mark Drury, uh, comes in and says, Hey man, you guys are doing a fantastic job. You know, they have one, I, I sent them one and they, they, you know, he said, we're going to, he literally said, we're going to use the shit out of this thing, you know? And yeah. when Mark Drury says that, you, you know, you're like, okay, you
1: know you're feeling pretty good yeah
0: <laughs> um, yeah you're feeling pretty good about it you know and then you know i know glessinger's been on your show a few times and yeah you know you know he's got uh he's going to be getting one but he you know he he's just you know he's all about it he's just very uh i love very interested in the thing so
3: super smart he's very yeah. intelligent when it comes to that stuff oh yeah it's oh, yeah. uh that guy awesome. was really
1: cool man we got along really well i'm looking forward to recording a lot more shows with that guy he's, absolutely he's our people oh.
0: Um, yeah, he's he's his his knowledge base of of big whitetails is crazy. I mean, it's any well, you know, and again, like you guys said in the podcast with him, you know, anybody's got three two hundred inch bucks. Uh, you know, I think it was three years running, isn't it? Or I think a, like three out, three out of four, three and a
1: one ninety something in yeah. four years.
0: Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. You can't argue with that. Hey, I don't care.
1: He's got something figured out. Well, that's right. That is a good point because there's nothing anybody can say. Like, you can be a hater and be like, well, yeah, but he's hunting it. Yeah, but he did the work to get he those puts bucks. He put the freaking work in to get yeah, you. Exactly. Know? That doesn't happen by yes. accident. Otherwise, that happened no. all the time.
0: Right. Exactly. Right. You and I could go out and shoot 190s on a regular basis. You know. <laughs> right. And, and obviously, that doesn't happen. So You know how many 190
1: notice? typicals I've seen?
0: Yeah
1: maybe yeah, more, one I've never maybe seen one that. and probably it wasn't I, I probably it was probably 140 and i got excited yeah right <laughs> right. right well i hunt, I hunt in
0: michigan i hunt in michigan so uh we don't there i don't know that there's a 190 in the entire county that i hunt so. <laughs> right right
1: <laughs> yeah i mean That just goes to show, like, some of these guys are so dialed. But, you know, going back to that, that's what makes it such a big deal when Greg's excited about it or Mark Jury gives you credit for something because those guys have done it all. They've seen it all. They're not going to just hand out compliments because they just
3: for the fuck of it. Like, they mean it when they say it. And they probably use every piece of equipment out there, too. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, so, um, you know, and then we've got it on, you know, a bunch of different YouTube channels and um you know it's it's a great product and again it's it uh i always say who you know he who has the most groceries wins and you know if you don't have a a good base of groceries on your property um you know that's probably the, the the most important part of it along with some other things but yeah um you know you gotta have good groceries if you don't you know you might as well you're gonna I mean you're going to be struggling. So. Right,
1: right. Well, Lincoln, so when I talk to people I'm like, "Oh yeah, I say like colta packer." I find mm-hmm. most of my hardcore deer hunting guys that I'm talking to they're like, "Oh yeah, I got one or yeah, I need to get one." Mm-hmm. But then yep. I would say probably half of people half the people I talk to are like, "What's a colta packer?"
0: Right. Yeah. Yep,
1: um, you're right. Bre- can you break down what a colta packer is physically and then what it does?
0: So uh, 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 the old style cultivator packers are you know they're cast iron they're big bulky heavy um you know they're made out of out of a bunch of individual disks on a on a uh, axle and what basically what you would do or what what happens is you you till or disk your soil you broadcast the seed and then you run over with a cultivator packer and it it actually sets the seed into the soil uh, presses it down in, you want good seed to soil contact, and then when it does that, it also uh, it compresses the soil to help to uh, retain the soil moisture that 's there, and then it leaves grooves in the soil and this is probably the one of the most single the single most important thing is the grooves that are left in the soil it it channels that moisture when you get when you get rainfall precipitation. It channels that moisture to the bottom of the grooves, and it holds it there, and it keeps it from running off. It allows it to absorb and stay put.
1: Interesting. I just thought it was just so it looked cool. <laughs> well, I mean,
0: it's part of that, too. You, know? you say, you know, hey, i got to call the parent. I'm, you know, I'm a badass. I know what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> you know? right. But uh, That makes a lot of know, sense. So they- Right. So they, so they, you know, again, farmers have been using these things for generations for a reason. And and it's just because they make such a huge difference in seed to soil contact, you know, soil moisture retention, and and just overall food plot performance once in your germination rates. It's crazy that people, they send me these, you know, they send me pictures um, of, you know, like uh, food plot or uh, some trail camera pictures that they have on their food plot from when they planted it. And then 10 days later, you know, after they use the Packer max, they've got a, a green up and growing, you know, uh, legitimate food plot already. I mean, you, they just, the germination rates are just crazy. So, you know, once that stuff's up and growing, you know, the root systems are getting established. You, you're holding that moisture and you know, the rest is history. So,
3: it's just crazy those little things you can do like using a cold packer that can make your food pot grow that much faster, you know, instead of just broadcasting mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and letting it sit on top oh, of the, the soil, best. you know, you're actually pushing it in the ground and then right. sustaining that water. Yeah. Exactly.
0: You yep. know, and you're not you're not setting the soil you know, you're not setting it too deep either where you know, a lot of times, with, especially with, you know, clovers or brassicas, which are so incredibly, you know, popular with uh, for whitetail forages, is you know, if you if you set those too deep, they are not going to grow. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so just by 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 seeding into a like the smaller the smaller seeds, what you would do is you would you would, you know, broadcast your till or disc, whatever the case may be, you'd, you would then call to pack the field and then you'd broadcast your seed. And then you pack it again because you want to you want to broadcast onto a firm seed bed,
2: ah, right. interesting. and then
0: so and then push you know and then that sets that seed down in, to the perfect you know eighth inch or or, or even just pushed into the soil, and uh, you get your first rain and it's off to the races. And
3: then so. it pops up in little rows too, so you look even cooler.
0: Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. Dennis, <laughs> look at this. Look at that. how like you
3: know you're doing.
0: <laughs> yep. People go. You, you know, they always ask, God, did you plant it with a with a you know, with a, a green drill.
1: And hope. Nope. Nope. <laughs> just it's all me, baby, right there. I planted each That's individual great. seed in a row by <laughs> exactly. hand. Exactly. Your, your inner Amish came out, and you just went for it. Um, <laughs> yep. You know, I'm I'm learning. I say this every uh, probably food plot podcast, food plot related mm-hmm. podcast we do. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much information about food plotting that I yep. forget it all, and I feel I, I think I'll forever feel like an idiot when it comes to food plots. But I'm slowly, slowly retaining information after six years mm-hmm. of talking about it on a, on a podcast. Yep. Yep. We're getting there. Yep. We're getting there. I'm very working yep. class budget minded. Like, I just bought myself a little John Deere 650. Um, yep. I just got a little compact tiller for it. And I'm a little brush, king cutter brush cutter is next yep. on the list. And then, of course, this Colta Packer. I'm, I'm planning to all have a part of my um, working class bow hunter food plot um idiot toolkit um the arsenal. The, yeah, arsenal the arsenal so i'm going to you know pay more and more attention and actually apply it and use it to the best of my budget and with the best products i can get a hold of so um yep. but anyway so i'm looking forward to using some of this and over the years seeing what kind of difference it makes because mm-hmm. before it's like i'd have to pay a buddy to come out to pay or pay them in product and then yep. Have them till for me. Then we broadcast, and one year we did have a Colta Packer, like a, a handmade deal, and it did make a huge, huge difference. Um, yep. But other than that, it's like just drive over it or hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Right, just throw on top right. of the dirt. Uh, but what's – I think it's almost like adds that – like you're licking the envelope on your food plot.
3: Yeah. Would be yep. kind of like is. the analogy, I putting, guess. Putting the seal on it. Putting yep. the seal on yeah. it. Yeah. Putting, putting the stamp the of approval. On it.
0: It is, the it's the final, it is, you know, it's the, the, in the, the final pass is likely the most important part of the whole pro- process. So, you know, and, and exactly, exactly that, what, what you learn over the years, like, I'm going to say a food plotter's best friend is a, is a, is a, is a notepad oh, and okay. a, an, or an iPad or something you can take notes on because from one year to the to the next, a lot of guys forget what they did. <laughs> right. You know, I'm finding that all the time, and you know, in this, in my, in my business, because we sell, you know, in our shop, we sell food plastic, we sell, you know, sell liquid fertilizer, and obviously the Packer Max uh, line of cold packers. But you know, these guys are constantly asking these questions. You know, should I get a, should I get a soil test? Absolutely, 100. If you don't know where your, you know, if you don't know where your nutrient levels are, your pH is, you're just pissing into the wind, and you're just guessing. <laughs>
3: I'm you terrible know. at getting soil tests. Oh, I'm the worst. I'm at it. so bad at it.
0: <laughs> Everybody is.
3: Never, never heard of <laughs> her. Never heard of it.
0: Right. <laughs> right? Who's that? You know. So they're they're but they're incredibly important and they're so easy. All you got to do is you know gather up some dirt. You know, I always say take the top four inches over, you know, over in maybe four or five places, like in a in a one acre food plot, and you know you put it in a bucket, you mix it up. You know, dry it out a little bit, put it in a in a bag, and send it to. You know, Biologic has a has a if you go on the plantbiologic.com, dot com, you know they have a link right on there for soil test. We got a shout out uh, Big
1: Time. Big Time has a soil test kit on their website too.
0: Yep, yep, Big Time's got one. Um, Plot Doctor has one. I mean, you know, all these there's 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 several available. You, they're in they're cheap. They're like you know ten twelve bucks. And, and even if you like send a, you an email back with you know exactly your nutrient levels and and what you need so
1: okay uh, so true. they lay it out for you they don't expect somebody like me to figure out what i need
0: no like this and i, I the biological one you know they 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 break it down even to to square foot because a lot of food plots i'm gonna say I mean, most food plots are not an acre right you know? yeah it's
1: i don't think i've ever uh, planted a full acre food plot most of them are like third acre or half acre yep. is a big one for me
0: yep yep exactly and probably 90 percent of the guys that i talk to you know all of their food plots are one acre or less and so yeah. uh yeah they'll break it down into into you know tons per acre or tons per or, or pounds per square foot uh and then and then you just all you need to do is you know as super easy to measure out your food plot on you know on different apps you know onyx uh hunt stand you know all these different apps you can you can you know, just outline your perimeter of your food plot. Yeah, yeah. And it tells tells you exactly how big it is. So, um, and then you know what you're working with. You know, the, you you if it calls for 400 pounds of of lime per a thousand pounds of lime per acre, well then you know you know what you're doing. And then uh, you, how much nitrogen and potash and, and phosphorus. So. I
1: got to be honest with you. I think maybe part of mm-hmm. the reason why I haven't done soil test kits. I've, I've done them in the past. Um, mm-hmm partially because my old man like had leaded the way on that. And I was just like, yeah, okay. Um, right. But, uh, I guess I'm kind of a worthless food plotter. I'm like having a self realization as I talk about it. Um, (laughs) I, I think part of the fear is, and maybe I can speak for some of the listeners out there or maybe everybody else in the studio right now that we're kind of like, yeah, we're pissing in the wind without doing it. But I think low key, we're kind of like, uh, we're busy. That's a headache to have to put down, potash yep. and lime yeah. and all this stuff and we're kind of just like spray and pray yeah and yeah. and hope it works out even though we're probably wasting more money by not getting the soil test kit done and then you know
3: well that too and like with myself i can't access any of my food plots with any equipment so right they're hand tools mm-hmm. type yep. stuff yeah
0: yep yep you know and that's that's one thing with um this whole this whole no-till uh, process that's been become you know it's becoming so popular. Yeah, that's um, why that
1: big time buck brunch is so popular yeah. with our listeners and yep. stuff because they that's yep. the most reliable th- in our experience.
0: Yep. Yeah. And you know, and you you can you can use a backpack sprayer. You know, like if you have a, if just say if you have a, a quarter of an acre micro plot and you can't even get a you know you can't get a tractor to. If you can get a quad runner to it with a sprayer or a backpack sprayer. You know, you go in there, you 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 know, you hit hit the uh, run the glyphosate um, or Roundup, whatever, and you kill all your you know kill your vegetation. Uh, let it set for a couple of weeks. Let that you know vegetation maybe start to break down. You can literally broadcast right into that standing grass or vegetation that's dead, and run the call the packer, you know, the packer max over it, and push that seed down in and kind of lay that thatch down over the seed and i'm telling you it it works like a champ and that's good to you know, know you don't you know you don't have to do any telling you don't do anything you just you just you're you're literally using the 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 grass or the thatch as a you know as a you know like the, when they seed along the side of a highway they throw straw down you know and yeah. that's it's kind of the same principle and
1: um, interesting never thought of it that way
0: yeah so you've got a lot of people are doing that some guys are, are are you know trying to build their soil they're planting buckwheat um you know in in say june and then when times they, the buckwheat gets you know two feet tall or whatever uh and then in september the first part of september when it's time to plant your fall plots you broadcast right into that standing buckwheat and then you crush it down with the packer max and you can spray it at that point too with the with glyphosate um and then it's just like laying a quarter of an inch of dirt over your seeds. It comes up through that, you know, through the, the stalks of the of the buckwheat, and that, that buckwheat material, you know, breaks down, and it becomes organic material, so you're literally building your soil from the top down.
1: Oh, man, I think that's a pro tip because I found, until I got my little 1984 John Deere 650, so mm-hmm. shout out to the working class guys, um, <laughs> I didn't have access to a mower, and it was always a pain in the ass to get, like, right. The mower I needed for something like that. So yep. that's I'm out there with my push mower, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mowed what's going to be Just my crank, future huh? plot
3: today with my zero turn, all with a deck all the way up. Oh
1: hell yeah! Uh, I'm taking my perfect.
3: push. i taking my push mower out there and fucking wax the shit down. I uh, am.
1: <laughs> while we're talking about <laughs> that, I I found a, a video online of a guy. T- he took his push mower and he took a grinder or a cutting wheel and hacks hacked out the front like third of his push mower. And uh-huh. it turns it into like a brush mower because it just kicks all the material out the front of it. Oh yeah, Hell, and yeah. he just took oh, the front uh, wheels off oh, and it dang. uses that as like a brush cutter. <laughs> so that's
0: funny. Um, that's working class, right? Yeah, there it is. That's um, oh, that's God. white
1: trash is what
0: redneck that is. In community. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> well, what you you know it's funny that you say you know you got that little six fifty John Deere and that's I'm telling you that's what we have used on our property for this year just this year i just bought a new kubota and uh, with a bucket and uh you know we use that john deere 650 for all of our plots because it's such a it's it's a small tractor you can get into some tight spots with it we you know we've got a really nice woods tiller with it and um you know a, and a brush hog and, and that that little tractor we have put out some food plots like you can't even believe with that little thing and that's it's good just to hear. Works like a champ.
3: So it's a perfect little size.
1: Well, I yeah, yep. it's it is a little seventeen horse Yanmar. I bought a yep. Um, what the hell is? It? I bought a King Cutter XB tiller from like Farm and Fleet for like fourteen hundred bucks, and yep. then I'm gonna get the XB brush cutter for the little forty eight inch. But I always want. It seems like mm-hmm. such a small tractor. I'm like, man, is this thing gonna have enough ass to like till the dirt and and mow yep. what I want to mow with it? um so it's good to hear that you've been using one because you, yeah. you doubt it it's a small tractor you know
0: it is, it is it's a small tractor but yeah it's it's definitely got enough enough you know power i mean they're they're uh or ass as you put it there you know i mean <laughs> you know i mean it's just it's and again you can't you know you have to know its limitations whatever but i mean you know to to, to run a 48 inch uh tiller and it's not you don't have to till super deep either you know you Uh, you know, you can do minimal tilling, you just enough to, you know, break it up and maybe, you know, tear up some of that side or that, you know, that side base and, and, you know, uh, let the rest, you know, you can, you can see broadcast into that and call the packet and away you go. So,
1: well, now now let's kind of get into like the, the product specifically what you offer, because a lot of guys have four wheelers. A lot of guys have side-by-sides or little tractors like what I have. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. What are the different options? I mean, do you offer something for each type of mm-hmm. like tool, or, or kind of do the breakdown
3: for us?
0: Yeah, so so we have we have five different models, and so um, our our standard model has a tubular, you know, steel tubular frame. Uh, they all have a, a cleaner bar or a scraper bar to help, you know, knock the, you know, if you get. Let's face it; we all plant food plots when we can, not necessarily when it's perfect timing. So, you know, if the soil's too wet. You know, you can get that buildup on the, on the call to packers. So we have a, a cleaner bar that actually goes in between the grooves and, and clean, you know, keeps the, the buildup off of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so, so all of our models have that, uh, but we have the standard unit, which is the, the kind of the, the budget, we'll call it the budget model, uh, the entry level. And then we have the, the, uh, the gamekeeper series, the, stand, the, the, the heavy duty model. Um, and that is a three-eighths inch steel frame. That's probably our, our, it is without question, our, our most popular unit because you can pull it with, uh, you know, with a side-by-side, a quad runner, small tractor, like the John, you know, your John Deere will pull that thing, like, you know, like it's just a job. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, in any, any quad over 300 cc's, uh, just does great with these things. And then we also have a three-point hitch model, uh, a four-foot, three-point hitch and an eight-foot three-point hitch and then we also have an eight-foot pull behind model
3: oh awesome geez all kinds of stuff
0: yeah so the the, like the eight-foot model pull behind would be for like a you know like a ranger or or a kawasaki you know ftx pro Mm it's a little bit bigger side by side um and then the eight-foot three-point hitch model would be for like a you know like a 40 horse 50 horse tractor or bigger
1: yeah yeah very cool we got Literally Got something for everybody. Yeah, I, I like yeah. that because you never know like what working class you're going to get. You might get a an Eric going out with a push mower and needs just something simple like behind a little quad, which yep. is cool. Like I, I like that you broke that down. Like you oh. know school three wheeler. Yeah, yeah, three wheeler. Hey, my push mower is
3: self propelled. I can pull one of them things. <laughs> yeah, hook it up behind your push mower. Yeah, it's like, man, that guy's an idiot.
1: You're riding on the culta packer. <laughs> get, get a
3: horse out there.
0: All right. One well, of you guys uh, mentioned the you know the, the zero turn, and I've actually had guys pulling the standard model with their zero turn. Oh no, really? You know? I mean, mine yeah, would was... do
1: it. My uh, my zero turns got more horsepower technically than my John Deere. Really? Yeah. Does it? Yeah. It's yeah, like a so... twenty five horse zero turn. It hauls yeah, out so
0: it, Gee, Dad. Yeah, I have no problem pulling
1: that. Um but I got that Yanmar seventeen horse oh, diesel. Yeah, yeah you gotta use
3: it. Diesel. The,
1: the yeah. yeah, but anyway, uh but yeah, <laughs> I mean I have a Ranger and I that's what I pulled the the old school hand homemade Colta packer with years ago. Um and it right. did, did fine. And I know that was probably way too heavy um than it, it's probably way heavier than it needed to be. It was a big yeah, piece of equipment. Guess, iron.
0: But, yeah, it was yeah, that's, old. That's one thing too is a lot of guys, you know, they wanna, they want, oh, they gotta have, you know, the more weight, the better. Well, that's not necessarily the case because, you know, you don't want to turn the soil into concrete. You wanna, you know, you want a firm seed bed. You don't want, you know, you don't want concrete. So, uh, heavier isn't always better.
3: So, what are Um, your suggestions on that? Like, do you fill it all the way up with water halfway?
0: I would say probably ninety percent of the soil in the country. you know water is completely fine and you would fill it up full the hd weighs 400 pounds um you know but if you've got a sandy base soil you know you don't necessarily have to run it full you know full um but i would say most and most of the time you know you'd fill it up and and, and go to town so
3: very cool um, awesome. awesome
0: but yeah the the three i think the The uh, standard model with the steel or with the tubular frame, I think, is 360 um, full. And then when that one's empty, it's 65 pounds. I mean, you can pick it up and and carry it yourself. You know, just throw the throw the you know throw the frame over your shoulder and stand up, and you know you can carry it. I mean, even the HD, it's 100 pounds empty.
1: See, that's um, good to know because in my head on a budget, like I don't have a dual axle flatbed trailer like a lot of these guys do. I'm sure I could find right. one for cheap, but after I buy my mower and after I bought all this other yeah. stuff, it's, I'm mm-hmm. kind of like, damn it. But I already have a, a trailer for my Ranger. So that's good to know that I could pick that thing up and throw it in my truck bed. Right. Yep. And just know I got yeah. to get, get to a place to fill it up and then I'm good. So I don't have to take up yeah. trailer space with another implement um when i got my tiller and my mower crammed on a trailer yeah
0: definitely they they hold about 38 gallons of water roughly and um even some guys get pretty creative in how they you know how they transport the water if they don't have a water (laughs) source at their property they some guys will you know they literally you know if you have a pond or a creek you know, you can back it right into the pond or the creek, you pull the you plug, go. you stand on it, fill it up, you know.
1: <laughs> right. That's <laughs> awesome. One uh one time my dad and I used to lease uh this place in uh Warren County, Illinois. We uh, uh actually I think one of your guys now leases it. That's what remember that we were talking about that yeah. at the show?
0: Yeah, James, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. One of our one of our guys leases that property you now. Right. two of them
1: dude. Do, don't they? They were talking about it. They're showing you the
2: map.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah, I think they leased it together. Um, yep. I, I, it's been a while, and we drink a lot. Um, <laughs> whoa, 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 hey, hey! <laughs> sorry, sorry time. to call myself out. <laughs> um, but there's a creek that runs through the north end of that property, and what we did, uh, my dad and I, we took basically just like a, just a, a water pump and threw it down in the creek. This is how we filled like our tank to spray. And yep. we just had a hose that filled up the tank in the back of my Ranger from the creek with a pump.
0: Yep. And, yeah, and uh, guys will do that too, or they'll they'll bring in. a, a – You ever see those polymer, you know, like those black polymer tanks, or fifty yeah. five uh, yep. gallon jugs? They'll they'll put one of those in the back of their truck, strap it in, and they'll fill it with water. And they put they put a little nozzle at the bottom of it with a hose, and then they just gravity feed it right into the you know with gravity feed it right into the back of their or into the Packer Max drum. So
1: i like it yeah we uh the yeah. first year we did that before we thought of the like the water pump thing we're, mm-hmm. we were like oh shit how do we refill this thing we went to the You're neighbors right. and we we're like knocking on doors like hey can we use your water spigot yeah right you yep. know we may or may yep. not have used somebody's when they weren't home i don't know that's, <laughs> it's just a rumor that was going around yeah. not that we could right. close uh, well, there
0: <laughs> right well that's the other thing too is a lot of guys you know i don't know people are using uh watering holes like crazy right now that's you know becoming really popular is, is, is watering holes and so they'll put these you know these uh tsc drums down in the ground and bury them well they you know you can put make it so that you can pull up with your quad runner with a packer max and and you just pull right up next to the to the uh watering hole you pull the plug and fill your watering hole and wow. there you go
1: okay that you're kind of already got to one of my next questions is Mm -hmm. that's that's a really creative way to do that i haven't done the watering hole thing but i i've thought about it a lot to be honest i have too. um do it do it do it it makes that big a difference huh
0: they work great it's crazy and if you um banks wild water if you put this it's like a uh electrolyte it's like gatorade for deer um you put that in that in that tank, and they just they just annihilate it all summer, and you get great pictures.
1: No kidding. So, like, are you, yeah. are you doing this in the timber, or where, where's like we, the best place that you found to put them?
0: So uh, even like so on our property, we have, we have I mean we have a pond, we have you know we have uh, different you know swamp that's wet probably two thirds of the year, and the deer still use our watering holes because we put them on like I one of them in particular I can think of is right on a on a main kind of a, a ridge and that leads right down it dumps right into one of my food plots. And so they're you know, from their bedding they they just follow that ridge down right to that watering source or watering hole. They they hit that religiously on their way to the food plot. And so I have, you know, they get the old cell cams and so I get a I get, I get an alert on my you know I'm a text when the deer are coming so no kidding when I'm out well, yeah when I'm hunting my food plot they stop the water hole and I'm like oh shit we got deer on the
3: way would that be considered baiting <laughs> the water yeah no it's um,
0: water it's water um a food plot want, be bait then well right there's a lot of debate on that too water sides hey,
1: we don't need to get into that tonight that's not what we're <laughs> about all
0: right all right. <laughs> So but yeah I think you know uh, and and I know for a fact just water isn't but you know by adding the the wild water to it I I don't see why it would be it's just a, an electrolyte. So See
1: I'm the only Illinois boy right now in the studio so I'd probably have to check <clears throat> on that because Illinois sucks when it comes to that yeah. stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're they're pretty tough too and we we uh we lease uh in Hancock County. And uh, we're right on the Mississippi River, and, uh, yeah, they're they're sticklers. Yep.
1: Yeah, you got to um, love it, right? No supplemental feed, no mineral, no nothing. So our trail no cam pitchers, my trail cam pitchers compared to Doug and Eric's in Iowa, is they're very bland. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, I just don't start to see. I mean, I get some good ones yeah. every summer and stuff, but not in the mm-hmm. – uh,
0: you on know, top of a pile, I get, of big time. I get
1: two pictures of a buck moving naturally, and then Doug and Eric get a hundred pictures yeah. of you know, like the same buck eating right. on a pile of big time a group of with them. cherry rush powder all over his lips. Look at his
0: lips, just looking <laughs>
1: pathetic. You know,
0: Word. comes up with a freaking big old red nose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? right.
1: Just staying like
2: a. Like the giant he is,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you got a good measure on that deer. And meanwhile, I'm guessing, just hoping to get another natural moving you picture. Get a blurry picture. Yeah, I got a blurry, <laughs> a blurry picture of his ass. He looks big. Yeah. It's like
0: trying to catch Bigfoot on camera.
1: Exactly. Well, I mean, that's why most of the pictures of Bigfoot were taken in non-bait states.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> so stupid. Bigfoot ain't eating no corn. No. No.
1: But so, uh, what I was gonna get to? What's the most creative way you've seen people use? the packer max
0: um you know probably the, probably the water hole filling you know and then, and then and like you said about your sprayer tank you know you a lot of guys will, will fill it with water and take it back to some remote locations where they have to you know fill a, a backpack sprayer or you know something like that where they need a water source for their glyphosate yeah um and then and again there's 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 pump options available like there's a um, I saw it on, on Instagram. There's a, uh, it attaches to your cordless drill. Yep. And, oh, what? you know, you just put a, yeah, you put a hose on each end and pump it right out of the, you know, out of the Packer Max and into your, into your backpack sprayer and, and away you go. So damn, I like cordless that. drill.
1: I was hoping you, there was some crazy story you had with a Packer Max that nobody like, <laughs> would have thought about. Um, I will tell you, I was showing my wife photos of it the other night and she's like, "Oh, uh-huh. that'd be great for the yard to get like a lot of the bumps and stuff out of the yard." Oh yeah,
0: yeah, it it works really good on uh, on uh, moles.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, I got a major problem. Not that I'm like a yard connoisseur. Like I just kind of like <laughs> I mow it as short
3: as I can in hopes that it doesn't grow back. Um, I'm total opposite. I gotta have my yard looking nice. You do. Oh, oh, yeah. You're man. Mr. up Everything guy, though. That's just around the edges because
1: oh, right. I, I don't weed eat. Eric's Air, got that golf course over there. I do. Oh, uh, me? Buzz it down to the dirt. Let's oh, go. Man. But I do have some. Oh, I'm the same way. It's bumpy because I have like a – I'm not in a residential area, and right. my yard j- gets tore up by critters. Yeah. We, we just tore out um, – I had the garden that was in my yard before it could feed like 14 Amish communities. Um, <laughs> so we tore that out and I wish I would have had this cultipacker packer a few weeks ago. So we tear it out. Uh, my buddy Gino brings this box blade over. We get everything smoothed okay. out. And then I broadcast uh, grass seed, and I'm like, hell yeah, it's going to grow good. I even I even took the time to water it. You
3: got to water it every what? day?
1: You got to water it every day. Can, can you believe <laughs> that? No, not me. Once. You get one watering. <laughs> figure it out. Your grass seed just become grass. You know what I mean? Right. Um <laughs> Just so you know, two week update: no grass has grown. I still got a big old blank space of dirt. So
0: um. yeah, if you'd have had the Packer match, man, you'd be you'd be just you'd be golden. It'd look like It'd be a four feet
1: course, tall you know? by now. My wife would think yeah. I was so much more of a man if I would have had your implement, Ben. Right.
0: <laughs> well, what's what's funny is we're having a new house built right now. We just sold our lake house, and we having a house built, and we're taught, My wife's like talking about landscape design, and I'm like, shit, can we get astroturf put down? Yeah, <laughs> like. I mean, like, who? Why wouldn't you have a yard with artificial grass? It'd be great. What would be
1: the trade-off and cost to have astroturf put down? (laughs) Because I'm about three mows away from saying (laughs) "fuck it" and spending like ten grand on a Ferris mower with all the shit on it.
0: (laughs) I mean, I mean, it would be. It would just makes perfect sense to me. I mean, why wouldn't you? So. I mean, it's they do it on football fields. Why the hell can't I have a yard of ash? Right. right. I don't it'd know. be like
3: Arizona where they don't have grass. You just put a bunch of rock in there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'd be all right with what? that. Actually, Just green. Yeah. Grown
0: up as my friend. Yeah, painted green.
1: <laughs> I honestly think about that like every time I mow. Because here's the thing: I haven't bought a good mower. Right. Like I buy a five hundred dollar zero turn. That's a great zero turn. It's it's a hog, but. I gotta jump it every time I want to get on it. It's always got these little quirks that only I know, so not, yeah. no one else can use my mower. You gotta bounce up and down the seat eight times, right? And... Slap it twice. But <laughs> it's got right, a good drift right. on it, and I can. If the grass is a little bit wet, if I mow early or late, I can Tokyo drift my whole yard and get a lot of shit
0: done. <laughs> right. On. So, it's all, so you know, it's you mentioned the garden too. Like uh, these things are awesome. For I have a lot of. Uh, hobby farmers or gardeners using them too because like if you if you you know you've got a, a, a your, your tilled up area for your garden if you just run this thing back and forth and get your rows set yeah you, you just push your beat you know i mean you got perfectly straight bean you know bean lines plus you're getting that seed down in that groove you just push it down into that groove so they're they're perfectly straight lines you know yeah, and never thought it they look that. the, the freaking gardens look awesome when they when they're planted with Packer Max. It really does. It looks cool.
3: Yeah, I planted onions a couple you weeks know. ago. They are finally starting to come up. Looked like I was hammered when I put them in. Were <laughs> <laughs> <Brief>? you? <laughs> Maybe. From
0: everything I've heard and seen, them you may have been in. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, listen, we're
1: not going to act better than we are, right? Right, right. It is what it is. Basically, what you're saying is like, you get a Packer Max, your wife automatically thinks you're so much more of a man over time. I mean,
0: straight up, yep, 100%. If you're (laughs) out there working in the dirt, man, you know, sweating and... She's going to be all over you. Not aphrodisiac, you know. If you ever use anything
1: from this podcast for a quote for your business, can it be that?
0: Yep, absolutely. <laughs> put yeah. that
1: Put that in the guarantee.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Dude, that's
1: cool, man. I imagine you meet a lot of guys that are heavy, heavy into land management and know, like, you know, like Greg and Mark Jury are two of examples, but you yeah. probably just meet a bunch of guys that are – um, no, I don't want to say no names as disrespect, but no names as far as like popularity is concerned. But just some guys who are killing giants every year, kind of under the radar that just don't want to be known. Food plot nuts, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we. I mean, every day, and and not just from you know, not just local guys from around Michigan, but I mean, all over the country. You know, these it, and that, that is cool to me because I, I'm picking up information from guys all over the place. Um, you know, we had. We had a a, a shipment last week that went out. We had one go to Spokane, Washington, one go to Flagstaff, Arizona, one go to Pensacola, Florida, one go to Upper State, you know, Upper State, Maine, and then one go to Minnesota. So, I mean, literally we had cacromaxes going all over the country. It's awesome. Wow. uh,
1: I didn't expect that variety, like Florida. I mean, Washington. Mm -hmm. I'm an idiot, though, again. But that's cool. (laughs) I I would just think – I mean, what is the primary like demographic of your business? Probably Midwest based, right? Though for the for the norm,
0: yeah. Um, I mean, and again, probably, um, you know, we do send them to to Washington State, and you know, we send them to uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, you know, Wyoming, all. But yeah, the Upper Midwest, uh, Texas. We sell a lot of them in Texas, Georgia, um, North Carolina. I. I guess I didn't really realize there's that many hunters in North Carolina, but uh, we send a lot of them to North Carolina. Yeah, um, interesting. You know, and yeah. I'd say probably the number one state that we ship to is is probably Wisconsin. Really? Do you think there there that's because
1: a, of the density of hunters there? Or?
0: I think so, and I think I think. Um, I just think there's a lot of land managers there that you know, herd managers that are they're trying to grow big whitetails and you know, with that comes putting in food plots and sometimes they have big equipment, sometimes they don't. And even like Gussinger, even though he's got big equipment, you know, he wants one to do some of their micro plots and right. you know, um and uh, you know, it it's been it's been awesome for me because you know, like the juries, for instance, I always go back to the juries because I've been watching those guys for 25 years. Yeah. Um. Uh, my my kids have literally, you know, grown up crushing on Taylor. Uh, <laughs> you know, and then my son was with us at the at the Iowa, you know, the Iowa uh, show. Yeah. And Taylor walks up to you guys' booth, and my, you know, he's like, "Hey, dad, dad, dad." he's like, "There's Taylor." Like he's, you know, I mean, he's been watching, you know, her since, you know she could shoot a freaking <laughs> bow you know how so, old's your
1: son that has the crush on taylor
0: yeah 26 he's married so i probably shouldn't say that too uh, loud, hey, but, yeah. hey.
1: <laughs> listen you're everyone's you're allowed to have a celebrity crush exactly
0: so you know so it's been awesome for me um and you know we had we had uh you know sean lundy was in the you know he, I, I talked to him almost probably at least weekly um, you know, I've been watching a guy on TV and next thing you know, we're talking and, you know, he's using my product and he's just loving it. He's, you know, splashing it all over Instagram, That's awesome, um, man. you know, and, and, um, guys from major league bow hunters have reached out and it's pretty cool because these, these, these people are contacting me, uh for the most part. And, uh, you know, that, that, again, that says a lot about my product and, and, you know, these people are contacting me. Uh, to 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 use it, not necessarily to bid land a big endorsement deal, but to to use my product. So because they need it. Um, right, exactly. Because it's it's a need, and it's like Sean Lundy when when he found it, and you know, and I ended up getting one in his hands, and he's like, "This is this is the missing link to my food plot program," <laughs> you know, yeah. and you can't find call the Packers anywhere because you know they're just. And, and if you do find an old rusted out cast iron one you need to put 500 bucks in the bearings and discs and everything else
1: you gotta figure out how to move
3: it
0: yeah and you, yeah and exactly like you said about your trailer you know you i mean you pull it up on your trailer and your tires are flat and you know i mean <laughs> yeah um, well, ways they yo, jd gone. 650 already pushed
3: her <laughs> to her limit <laughs> <laughs> Doing a wheelie trying to pull that thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. All right. So you know, so it's it's been cool. And and, and again, it's it, I just I you know I mean I'm all about this. I I love it. It's um, talking to people about deer hunting and big deer all day every day is is a lot of fun. And yeah. I sell real estate too. I sell hunting properties. And uh, damn, you, you do know, everything, so, don't you? Yeah. So it's that you know and that's a, that's another thing that you know the real estate market has been. Insane, and uh, you know, so that's that's been a lot of fun too. And you get to all, go out and walk these different properties, and you know, we're even starting to trying to get into, you know, starting to buy a couple of properties and, and doing some food plots and putting up some blinds and yeah, and you know, and flipping them. And um, you know, so um, very cool. This whole this whole industry has been it's been fun, and um, you know, it's been a lifelong dream of mine to to be a business owner. I've 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 made a lot of people a lot of money in my career. And now I'm making myself, you know, an establishing a a very good business with a with an awesome product. So
3: that's what
1: it's all about, so it's, man. Yeah,
2: pretty
0: cool.
1: And I'll tell you from cool. meeting you and just meeting you the one time in person at you know mm-hmm. at the Iowa show and talking to you here and kind of just emailing back and forth with you, you can tell you're a guy that's passionate about what you do and you care about it, and that goes yep. a long way with people that are yep. going to put their hard earned money towards a product. So I would think, yeah, I,
0: that- I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I mean well you can just tell, you know, like if you're mm-hmm. if you weren't that into it, I mean Yeah, like here it is and it's what it's do. So, right. Yeah, and, and, and it or not. not everybody's good at podcasting. Some people have like a better knack for just chit chatting, but mm-hmm. you're great yep. at podcasting. Like this is just like a natural thing for you. So you kinda have well, thank you. the the good product, the knowledge behind it and the gift of gab to back it up and kinda yeah. to go with the flow with it. Um right. so no man, I I'd like to have you on. i am already got the, the wheels turning a little bit here. So we did a mm-hmm. podcast Oh, I don't know. Was it last, late last winter, boys, when we had uh, Chris Smith from Michigan on talk about Michigan hunting? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we have a thing called mm-hmm. Team Team WCB. So we have like a group of, oh, it might be thirty five people that we've kind of handpicked, and they all applied and mm-hmm. and their friends right. are people that kind of represent our podcast throughout the country, and we can rely on them to come on and talk about their area and stuff like that. And more and more, like we're rolling into using the team for different things as we as we grow um yeah, yeah one of our guys and good friends chris smith he's from michigan he actually he sells uh property too mm-hmm. in michigan but i think he's Real more I, I believe he's southern michigan
3: i don't know where he's at i, I can't know. remember They're but probably enemies he he was <laughs> he, you guys might be enemies <laughs> i don't know um i think i think he uh
0: not he sell for whitetail properties uh, Michigan Whitetail saying. Properties,
1: isn't that different from Whitetail Properties, or is it yeah, the same? Yeah, yeah, he's
0: yeah he's, he's he sells for Michigan Whitetail Properties, and I sell for uh, United Country Real Estate, which is a real tree franchise. So, oh okay, um, so yeah, I, I actually probably know him.
1: Okay, well, uh, Chris is a really awesome guy, and yeah, but he's very um, he's a man of few words, um, mm-hmm. but he he's <laughs> kind of like a no no bullshit type of guy, you know. Um, yep. He pretty much, without saying it, I hate Michigan hunting. And we have a lot of listeners in Michigan that piss a lot of Michigan yep. people off. I'm just <laughs> like, hey, that's all on him. Like, I, I don't, I've don't. i never hunted in Michigan. I don't know. That's what he said. Well, they so, had to pitch for it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, don't come here. to hunt. If you want to kill big deer, don't come here. <laughs> yeah, right. So <laughs> what I'd like to do maybe if we ever
1: revisit the Go Michigan to topic is have you on to get your perspective. Like, you're also in real estate. You yep. own a, like a an implement company, if you will. And so yep. your perspective might be different because if we do a redo and then it's the same outcome, I think mm-hmm. Michigan listeners are just going to shut us out. Um, right. Sorry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, it's, it's, it's a, uh, it, it's a whole different, it's a whole different atmosphere. It's a whole different ball game here in Michigan. You, you, we have such high hunter density and it's like a competition. Every time you go out into the woods to try to, you know, see the, you know, uh, get, 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 get the upper hand on the next guy because there's, you know, there's just so many hunters. I yeah. mean, we have, we have more hunters per square mile than many states do have deer per square mile. And, Damn. you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. We kill the most, we kill the most, uh, deer, I think, out of any state in the country with the exception of Wisconsin, I believe really so
3: Damn. you know i mean or we're right up
0: there in the top three for sure and you know it's a, it's hard i mean trying to get a deer to three years old in michigan is, is you know kind of the equivalent of trying to pull a tooth out of a pissed off grizzly bear i mean <laughs> right you know well it, it explains explains
1: chris's frustration with it you know so it's, it, it uh, is
0: it is and no matter what you do uh you know we, we, we you know we we try to make we actually go into like protection mode like we're trying to protect all these bucks from being killed and we got you know we've got people surrounding us you know that are just waiting for that spike horn to jump the fence so they can <laughs> plow it and you know it's like it's like shit what, what do we got to do here to get a deer to three years old so right. yeah uh, it's just challenging and and you know and thus I you know I've i 've got you know we have hundred and sixty acres that is, my dad has owned for you know for uh forty years i 've got my blood sweat and tears into that property. I love that property, and you know it 's been great for our family uh you know to to I think it was last muzzle season we had four generations there muzzle hunting you know um That's you know awesome. myself, my dad, my boys, and you know my grandchildren so um it was Freaking (laughs) awesome, you know. And we we saw maybe five deer collectively the whole weekend. It's like you know, who gives a shit at this point, you know? You know, it's yeah. yeah. Some sometimes we put so much emphasis on you know on the big deer, but at the same time, it's what drives us, you know. So, and if you if you if somebody tells you. You know, it's just as fun shooting a spike horn as is a twelve point. They're full of crap. I mean,
1: <laughs> I think that the Michigan podcast with you will not please our Michigan listeners. Well, let me. There's a small think, sliver of them that got upset. Everybody else is kind of like, yeah, Chris is right. <laughs> yeah, I, really well, I think
0: I think that's what you're going to find. I think you're going to find that everybody here struggles with the same uh, the same issues, and I think a lot of people want to have bigger deer here but they it's like they can't and so yeah uh er, everything you everything you know even our department of natural resources it's like everything they do uh is the opposite of what they should do it seems. right you know and uh and so and you know so that that with that said i've i've resorted to you know the, this past season i shot bucks in three different states i killed a nice michigan deer i shot one in uh in uh, illinois i shot a a twelve point in Illinois that was, you know, and I'm not a Glesinger by any stretch. Obviously, I, uh, you know, I shot a 146, twelve that he would have laughed and, and you know, laughed it on the ass and sent it on its way. Um, but I'm yeah, Greg's you, on another level, one, four, right? A 146 is not gonna walk by me without bleeding. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's dude, I so, can't let him go either. You done, son? <laughs> right. You know, and so you know, and I shot a, a really, a really nice buck in Ohio too, and then. The last three years I've gone to Saskatchewan, which is a whole nother level of cool.
1: Oh, I can uh, only imagine.
0: No, uh, I've shot you know, I've shot three bucks in Saskatchewan. Uh the smallest one was hundred and fifty eight inches and it weighed two hundred and sixty five pounds. Oh, man,
3: those things are that's like a different world up there. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: The biggest one was, was uh as far as body wise. It was a one fifty and it weighed uh, three hundred pounds field dressed right on the butt. Jeez.
1: Field dressed. It's a yeah, white tail
0: it's so a a what, tail over there. 345
1: pounds live weight, 350 maybe?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah probably 350. I mean, it, it's insane. This deer is – I'm standing next to it. I'm not a huge guy, but I'm not a small guy either. And uh, <laughs> I look like – I mean, it dwarfs me. I mean, the hind quarters on this deer are just enormous.
1: What, do you have it, full-mounted or what?
0: No, I just, I just got a shoulder mount. But it, you can tell – I mean, just any of my Michigan deer – they're all in my shop here, in you know, in the, in the plexi case shop here, yeah. or Packermac shop, and um, I mean, you can you can instantly look at the Saskatchewan box and you look at the Michigan bucks, and it's just not even in the same class.
1: <laughs> you know, it's it's you funny know? you mention that because uh, my dad shot a buck that we we call it the Geyer buck, um, mm-hmm. and it's just a mainframe. It's a 191 inch mainframe eight pointer with some with some like just junk on it, but the mm-hmm. mount on that thing, the buck was insanely large but the mount on it is probably one and a half times every other shoulder mount i have in the house um, right. it, i think it was probably like a close to 300 dress type type deer um, crazy big yeah just insane just yeah. abnormal mm-hmm. for illinois even yeah you know? right, Godzilla right. Out
0: there. so it, it's yeah. I, I
1: tell people how big that mount is um i had uh, keaton Menick from uh Minix, oh man, I'm drawing a blank. I feel bad. It's a cedar <laughs> redworks. He um, makes pedestals. Yep. um mm. I, I was like, hey man, I need like a really wide base pedestal for this mount's huge. And right. then I end up sending a picture of it. He's like, holy smokes, that thing is huge. I didn't expect it to be that big. Yeah, but yeah, it's a hog. It's like a little elk. Yeah, yeah they had that.
0: They had to add a bunch of clay to the form and, and, on my buck because they had to build it up around the neck and stuff. Because they're just you know the form just wasn't they didn't they didn't make one big enough. I mean, and then the other thing is these things have crazy mass up there. Like I have, I don't know, like it's a mainframe eight point and uh, you know with a, with a couple of stickers, and you know it has like thirty eight inches of mass, measurable. <laughs>
2: Does that have
1: a chocolate rack you know? too?
0: Oh yeah, all three God, of them. are I shot, I shot three up that's there. So and cool, they're all chocolate It's So
1: cool. What causes that? Is yeah. I heard it's like the sap that they rub on.
0: You know, I I there's a lot of different theories, and there was actually an article recently on it. I mean, somebody was asking some questions about it, but it was, yeah, I think it comes down to, uh, you know, what they what they rub on. If these you know these deer are rubbing on, you know, pine trees and shit up there, and and you know the the dirt and. Then, did Breeze stick to it you know i guess a little heavy on the stamp. So. that's right
1: damn <laughs> aunt Jemima got canceled didn't she but not in saskatchewan <laughs> <You're right. laughs> right. he, like, right. he like pancakes
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah a little syrup on there and throw some jaws from cocoa i'm surprised they don't have uh, bigger yeah.
2: forms for saskatchewan
1: like it's, can, it's such a area. niche area they probably
2: right. just
0: expect your
1: taxidermist True. to be good at it
0: right yeah it's it's crazy up there and it's it's just like a whole other world too. Like, you know, I've hunted up there three years now and I, I've never even heard another gunshot. Oh really? You know? I mean, yeah, there's, so put it in perspective in Saskatchewan, the entire Providence, which is a huge Providence only has a million people. Michigan has 650,000 deer hunters.
1: Oh shit. So yeah. So fraction right. that off of a million people. What What's there?
0: Right, and then and then two hundred fifty thousand of that million are in in one city in Saskatoon, so the whole rest of Providence only has three hundred dollars, uh, three quarters of a million people, which is almost as many deer hunters as we have.
3: <laughs> That's crazy to think about. <laughs> well, that
1: that also adds in you know less pressure, and yep. just the deer just get older.
3: Right. I wonder yep. how many deer yep. just die of old age up there.
0: Oh, I'm I'm sure it's it's a crazy number. We saw we saw one uh, the year before last. I shot a, a six and a half year old uh the la 'cause I couldn't get in last year because of the COVID bullshit. And um the year before that I shot a six and a half year old um you know, thirteen point, uh I think it was one hundred forty eight. You know, so it's, again it's not a huge enormous rack, but it's a you know, just a giant deer, two hundred and seventy five pounds. And, uh, I shot that deer on Tuesday and so I had the rest of the week to kind of screw around. And so we were out glassing fields because it's a, it's a blend of, of, uh, you know, wheat fields and canola fields up there. Uh, and I know when you say Saskatchewan, everybody thinks of the bush, but, um, you know, there's a whole blend of, of, of areas. So we were glassing this field and this box steps out that I, this deer was 190 plus. It was, you know, just a giant freaking buck. And it was, I would say, it was probably 350 pounds plus. And, <laughs> just I mean, just, a, a, just a, a behemoth. And, you know, we were just blown away. And even the outfitter's like, you know, I'm you just, you just don't see deer like that. You know, and it's just big chocolate, heavy ass rack, you know. It's like, God, So it's just a whole other world. So I just, I love going there and I'll keep, I'll keep going back. So
1: you're making me want to look at hunts in Saskatchewan because right now we we've talked about this in the past on fairly recent past episodes, how we're kind Mm -hmm. of in exploration mode right now in our hunting where um, we're, we're adults. We're on our own. We're making money or, (laughs) or we're getting opportunity through the podcast to like try different type of hunts, different species. And we're kind of in that mode. And we talked about, you know, right now, a whitetail outside of Iowa, Illinois is not really on our radar, but if it was mm-hmm. that, that's
3: one of the spots. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Oh well, I'm telling you, it it like I said, I I went one time and you know, I'll I'm gonna go back as you know, every year that I can from here on out. I mean it's it's uh it's it's just like nothing that I've ever experienced and you know, I'll give it, I'll give my outfitter a shout out. You know, his name is Chris Cook. He's with Cook's Outfitting. Uh, they're they're a couple hours east northeast of uh, of Saskatoon. So you fly into Saskatoon, you drive a couple hours to his camp, and and uh, it's not if you're about you know the great big lodge, you know, yeah. and you need to be lying and dying. That's not that's you know it's not where he is. He's in the you know nice comfortable little farmhouse. You got you know you got showers. You got good food uh you know but you're in the stand almost all day, well you're in the stand all day until you shoot out you know so i mean um from sun up to sundown so you basically you know you're you're only eating there and sleeping there and that's about it
3: perfect yeah, and, like my kind of place you know and it's, yeah
0: yeah he's he's two thousand dollars less than than any and you know than any other hunt with a big fancy lodge and so i yeah, yeah. talking about working working class i mean that's you know that's about that's where mm-hmm. i'm at i'm you know I'm, I'm in the i'm in the the, the normal working class guys uh, you know lodge not a, you yeah. know not a giant log cabin so
1: yeah i but. i think that's good because that shows there's more focus on being making sure you're successful in any way they can than uh money on mm-hmm. the lodge and making sure you had uh i mean good right. food's always good in hunting camp but i'd rather yep. have people worry about more on the hunt and then just make sure i'm
3: not hungry if i'm coming out really? there and don't yeah. have all my shit and i got a bed to sleep in yeah well, you, i'm you, good right. even them smaller camps have the best like down home oh yeah for sure. oh, that too, and
1: i like so i've only done i've done two outfitted hunts uh mm-hmm. one in oregon i went out with loophole which was great the camp was great the people were great but it was uh yep. it was a nice place that we stayed and good food and then in wyoming mm-hmm we went out for bear last spring and we're going again get another couple of weeks and it's canvas wall tents and horseback and stuff. But
3: right.
2: I like
1: and Prairie storm. Yeah. Oh yeah. We did Prairie <laughs> storm. Our guys in Kansas for turkeys. Um, nice. But what I liked about Wyoming, it's like you get adventure because you're in like canvas wall tents. You're, you're, you're stoking your own fire in the tent and then your horseback. Yeah. But when you do eat, it's kind of like the community, and you get to know everyone a little better. It mm-hmm. feels like because I don't know, it maybe yeah. not. Maybe if we were in a mansion, maybe it'd be the same. But it just felt better that we were in like. I think it's like the old school feel of like I don't know, back to the yep. your roots. You're doing it. How? Yeah. yeah, you feel like you're doing yeah. it.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's the way this camp is for sure. I mean, it's in, and, and again, it's you know, it's it's warm, it's clean, it's comfortable, but you know, it's you and, and it's it's more about the hunt. And Chris, you know, that guy is he is he is salt of the earth, dude, and he's gonna go out of his way to make sure that you have, you know, the best hunt possible. He's going to do his best to get a, you know, a shooter in front of you and kind of the rest is up to you, you know, but you're, you're sitting, you know, set up to sundown. Um, and, and again, I've never even heard another gunshot, let alone seen another hunter up there. I mean, it's, <laughs> right. it's crazy. So, it's well, when cool. we're ready
1: to jump down the Saskatchewan whitetail trail, man, I'll, uh, I'll definitely look him up because well, I'd, I'd love to sure. do that someday. I'm a, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm in. It's a monster. Like it's crazy. Somebody. You never know yeah, what's to step out of the
0: bush either. You know, it's and uh, you yeah. know, like I said, if, if I was, if I was, I'm not the guy that's going to pass a 150 inch deer trying to get to a 170 inch deer. I'm not there yet. But um, you know, I know, I know there's bigger deer than the ones I've shot. But you know, I mean, shit, the ones I've shot are to me Damn uh, good deer. enormous. You right. know? Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: for sure. Well, man, I'm in uh I've kind of had a change. That I would not say a big change in thought, but kind of like a. So my dad just passed away. So I've I've been kind of going no, through sorry, like man. a weird. Yeah, I've been going through like a weird thing in my head where it's like, nothing's guaranteed. Like you know I'm gonna save up right. for this 401k to die early and then never be able to touch it. Like mm-hmm. I'm just dumping money yep. in a place so I can never enjoy it. So yep. like in my head I'm I'm trying to do as many hunts as I can over the, the youth years of my life, um, and live it up the way I can. So maybe that Saskatchewan whitetail hunt sooner than I think, you know? Um, and I don't care. I don't have no prejudice against an outfitter or public land. Like I just want to do it. Right. Yeah.
0: It's, 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 I mean, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, you can save it's, it's probably going to cost you, you know, 4,500 bucks um you know by the time it's said and done which isn't a lot of money for a hunt i
3: don't all. think that uh, is not, not bad at all you know
0: and i'm talking you know i'm talking you know the hunt the tag uh you know all the obviously the foods included you might have to you know add your plane ticket on top of that and then a rental car but i mean it's 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 very affordable and you know i mean it's it's a hunt that i can do every year and not have to worry about explaining to my wife, you know, we're, we're, you know yeah. where, where's all this cash? Well, you know, here, honey, you can go on a cruise next year, you know? Right, right. You know, <laughs> it's, so,
1: it's funny you say that because one of the guys I grew up hunting with, his name's Jim Burns, and I have yet to have him on the podcast, but he be, he's done every type of hunt. And I told him, like, I wanted to buy a bunch of ground. Like, that's, like, the dream. He's like, dude, hunt where you can at home and do one good trip a year and get, like, all yeah. your, like – it, you know I, i'm air quote exotic experiences like through that like there's almost yep. just as much value as that than owning your own ground for to just hunt whitetails right
0: yeah yeah there you know yeah there's there's a lot to be said for it for sure you know and and again i you know we we put a lot of time and energy into our property here in michigan and we do the best we can but um you know it, and it's still fun we have a great time and Uh, you know, it, it, and again, it's not always all about the big deer, but I mean, that, that definitely is the icing on the cake, but, uh, um, you know, I think, I think you're right on, right on target there. You know, you can, you can, you can spend a lot of your, your treasure on, you know, on frivolous crap and, you know, but, uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, I think I'm, I'm all about experiences and i tell you what that Saskatchewan hunt is an experience so it's pretty cool
1: i will put that on my radar okay. sir because put it on the yeah. list yeah i mean yeah. i got a few on there but you let's know, go get the ones that are yeah. in the next few years and keep planning for the future here but but right. hey i really appreciate you doing this podcast i really enjoyed the conversation mm-hmm. i hope you did awesome, as well um, i
0: did i did thanks for having me on man i appreciate no, thanks it thanks for coming on yeah, yeah. it was yeah. good
1: It was cool to get the different perspective from the food plot thing. Learn a little bit, and I think you're just an interesting guy in general. The way it all came about. Um, Where can people find you you if they want to get a a Packer Max? How do they do it?
0: Uh, Packermax.com. Two actors, and uh, we've got all of our all of our uh, models listed on there. And if you if you, I'm going to tell you right now, one of our uh, one of our biggest attributes of our company is customer service and if you look at any review of our company out there or a product uh, you know they'll, they'll say that and I want to treat my customers like I want to be treated and that's kind of the that's kind of our business model and our, our, our you know live and die by um, because I'm telling you if I call if I call a big company these days uh, it's a train wreck trying to get customer service and so Mm-hmm. if you If you buy our product and you have a problem with it, you know we're going to take care of you uh as quickly as humanly possible and uh um and make make sure that you're going to be happy with with your purchase because you know we don't take it lightly that if you choose to to purchase through us you know we 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 appreciate that and another thing you know our product is is hundred percent made in the u s a and it's going to stay that way so I love awesome. it man.
1: I love it. Well, hopefully next time we podcast together, which I hope there is a next time, I, I'd Go like ahead. to have you down in studio at our new studio when it's all wrapped up and uh, be able to share a beer with you or a whiskey and and kind of hang out and make it a true experience.
0: That'd be awesome, man. I appreciate it, and I'll have. Uh, so you know, that's another another layer to me, and I don't I don't look down on anybody that drinks, but I'm a I'm a 20 year recovering alcoholic, so right. so, we'll <laughs> so have I'll have I have a water for you. I've had, yeah, I've had my stint with, with it and I uh, probably drank more than I should have in three lifetimes. But, <laughs> so, so, but, uh, yeah, I knocked back with some LaCroix and, and, uh, there you but, go. Uh, All I right. I hang with the best of them. So, awesome, <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Well, so, and then I'll get, I'll be getting you, uh, Kurt, I think, uh, and we talked about getting one of these in your hands too and we'll get that taken care of here sooner than later so right, awesome
1: man? man well i appreciate it. i'm going to be the working class bowhunter team uh food plot contractor uh with the old right. we're going to we're going to put that old yanmar to work you know
0: exactly yeah just work it like a horse man <laughs> i'm going to get all
1: 3000 dollars worth out of
0: that
2: yeah, son of a and bitch we're uh, we're going to come mean probably and come steal it for a little bit <laughs> hey
1: i'll trailer over there yeah. out the packermax you just have 38 gallons of Gallon oh, yeah, jugs yeah, yeah. of milk, full ready, water. Ready, yeah. And 30 <laughs> Jesus. I don't know if I remember that right. 38 gallons. I think you're right.
0: 38, yeah. 38 30, one-gallon
1: milk jugs. Yeah, that'd be great. If you could have that ready
3: for me, Doug, then I'll, I'll pack or max any pot you need, brother perfect <laughs> we'll just siphon out of my truck the gas and then we'll put it back in <laughs> hey, I, mean, I mean that
0: would work but if you smoke you could have problems yeah, you know, i think we're not
3: smokers <laughs> we're not you know? smokers yeah
2: we're
1: good yeah, unless the yanmar <laughs> right. explodes or something and catches fire then we're in trouble all Right. All right. All right. all right well cool man hey, i appreciate you um thanks everyone yeah, you guys too i thanks appreciate everyone for tuning guys. in doug eric you got anything no thanks for coming on man No. thanks for coming on and uh
2: got man i guess i'll figure out well
1: everyone thanks for tuning in hope you learned something and enjoyed this conversation you know what to do go shoot your bow we love you